All right. Hello. Welcome to No Maternal Monologue, where I talk about whatever I want, and I don't know when to shut up. Today. Was that enough? Yes. I yes. <laughs> yes. 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 So, as you can tell by our very familiar voice, we have Han back on the podcast. Hi, everyone. We don't have to re- reintroduce you because you're now a third timer on the show. Yes, I feel so honored to be back. I love coming on and speaking on this podcast. I was gonna say it's the only podcast I've actually spoke on, but I'm very honored. Absolutely, I'm I'm honored to have you on. Honestly, <laughs> well, thank you. Hopefully, now that oh my god, you're fucking back in the area. Yeah. Now, hoping hopefully, if you ever want to come back, you are definitely able to. Hopefully, we can reach seven and then beat the person who's number six. Hell yeah. Do you know the person? I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> we know exactly. Six time around the podcast. We don't need like, to talk about it. We don't need to talk We about don't it. talk about Bruno. Uh, we don't talk about Bruno, exactly. Um, while we're at it, catch up with the week. How you been? I've been, oh God, I've been good. Just dealing with a lot of like moving uh, back to the area and starting my job, even though it's the same, you know, agency that I worked at at college. It's a different role. It's a different position. So I'm just trying to get the hang of like everything that I'm doing now, now that I'm doing full-time work, um, a lot of burnout, a lot of like stress and tiredness just from the transition from college to moving to Wisconsin to moving back to Iowa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. And then and then this job and then one job and then back to this job. Yeah. And then it's like a whole different dynamic. Exactly. It's like familiar yet not. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm feeling right now. Yeah, I'm feeling that too. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Um, I will say, can <laughs> Speaking of getting used to things, um, I've had Moscato now for a month. Oh, yay. And she went to the vet on Thursday. She's really good. Good. The doctor was, like, looking at her. She's like, oh, she's so cute. Like, her Mm. eyes are so big. And, like, everything's all healthy and clean. And, like, she's super playful and cuddly. And I was like, yeah. And, like, she handled her shots really well and handled, like, her uh, claw trim very well. That's really good. The only thing that she didn't like was being in the kennel to and from. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, she was fucking pissed. She's like, wah, wah, wah. I was like, okay, baby, I'm, co- I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I was like, you'll mm-hmm. get out of here in like 20 minutes. It's fine. Did you take her to the Waverly vet? I took her to the Plainfield vet. Okay. Which that's where um, the previous person that like found her in the first place. Right. She took, she took her there in the first place. Okay. Um, and they were very non-expensive, very nice people, very, very good atmosphere. I really like them. That's After good. After being there for a couple times, I really like them. Yeah, that's good. I'll probably ask you for some information about that because my cat needs, B needs a vet here in the area now that we're back. And I was really shitty about keeping her vaccines up to date during college because she's an indoor cat and she always will be an indoor cat. Right. But, you know, since we live in an older house, there's mice and rodents get in. And I was like, oh, okay, well, we need to get be vaccinated right. just because I don't want the potential of spreading any like diseases between, you know, mice and cats. I don't know if that's actual, actually possible, but probably is. But who knows? Just to just to be on the cautious side. Right. Speaking of... <laughs> Speaking of cautious side, she's been really, really good. Um, before I got here, though, I was getting ready to do the podcast. I was going to be on my way. Um, and Moscato was asleep on my chest, per usual. Mm-hmm. And then I smelled something. And I was like, oh, did you, like, break wind on me? Ew, that's a little gross. <laughs> um, so then she got up. And then I looked down. <gasps> oh, no. Just liquid shitted all over my <laughs> oh, pants. Oh, no. So I had to change my fucking pants and I was, like, trying to scrub the poop off of my oh, pants no. from her. And, like, again, she is really good 
way of having me practice responding rather than reacting. Because, mm-hmm. like, at first I was like, oh, uh, like, in like inside I was going to be like, what the fuck, how the fuck? But then I was like, mm-hmm. Morgan, she's a baby. She yep. doesn't know any better right now. So I was like, take a deep breath, and I was like, Moscato, do you need to go over to your litter box? <laughs> I was like, yeah. do you need to go finish what you were doing? And she's, like, meowing, like, almost like, like she had, like, an upset stomach stummy or something. And I was like, baby, go over to the litter box. It's okay. And she was kind of, like, looking up at me, like, are you mad at me? So I, like, told her, I was like, I'm not mad at you. I love Aww. you. Do you need to go over to the litter box? She finished the job, which, oh, my God. Like, she she had a fucking episode. Oh, And it was like, you poor know. baby. Yeah, which, honestly, it kind of reminded me of me a little bit, like, when I thought I had IBS. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, like mama, like daughter. But, <laughs> I was like, that's fucking cute. I will keep that. But yeah, changed everything. And yeah, now she's just sitting at home and she's just like, well, yup. <laughs> I just, I just shat on my mom. I wonder if she's having just like some backlash symptoms from her vaccines and her shots and stuff. She's probably feeling icky. Maybe. Cause Maybe. I know like I don't know if it's the same with cats, but I know, like, when I get shots, I'm down for the count for, like, two or three days. Like, I feel like shit for Mm -hmm. a while. Like, you know, your flu vaccine, my COVID vaccine just hit me like a truck. That was absolutely terrible. But I wonder if it's, that's kind of what's going on with her. Yeah, doing the COVID vaccine, like, the first and the second and the booster, like... Yeah, hit you like a fucking truck, right? It fucking (laughs) hit me like a truck, especially the second day of my first vaccine, because I was at Warp Require, and I almost passed the fuck out, and I literally was, like, laying on the bathroom Mm -hmm. floor in the chapel with my mask on, and, like, it was kind of, like, off my nose, off my mouth or whatever, and I'm just laying there, Mm -hmm. and I was, like, trying to get cool, because I was, like, cold and hot at the same time, and I was like, oh my god. So then, one of our section leaders, bless Amelia, um, she came in, and she's like, hey, are you... Okay, and I was like, yeah, I got my vaccine a couple days ago. And she goes, got it, come back up whenever you're ready. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. Um, so, yeah, vaccines just, mm, vaccines are a lot. They're good. Get vaccinated. Seriously. Yeah, get vaccinated. But, but you're a hater if it, you don't. <laughs> you're a fucking fake fan. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, vaccines really hit you like a truck. So I cannot even imagine, mm-hmm. like, and she can't even fucking speak English anymore. Like, she doesn't even fucking have opposable thumbs. Like, how is she supposed to, like, how is she supposed to communicate? Like, hey, mom, I feel like doo-doo. What do I do? You know, like, she can't communicate that. So right. So I kind of have to, like, read her mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, So uh. at some point you'll, like, get this sixth sense with, like, okay, my cat's not doing good. So, like, something's off. Like, I don't know how to change it, but I need to figure it out. Like, I'm like that with B all the time. Like, why are you acting like a psycho? Why are you trying to <laughs> climb the walls why are you meowing in corners like let's figure it out hopefully it's not a ghost i think it, i'm trying to just chop it up to having mice but who knows who knows <laughs> hopefully it's just the mice honestly yeah right ha- you moved into a haunted house oh on god accident. i couldn't do that again whoopsie poopsie um but oh shuck fuck yeah that yeah that was a lot so i so i was a little late warbrick security actually beat me here to unlock the door because of that, and I was like, oh my god. So I didn't want to, like, tell him on the phone, be like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm running late, my cat took a shit on me, like... <laughs> could I you don't... imagine? Could you know, Could you imagine if it was Bernard who answered the phone and you had to tell them that? He's like, yeah, yeah. I totally, I totally understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right here, don't you worry. <laughs> I'm like, okay, thanks, man. He's like, yeah, thanks, yeah. <laughs> Oh, poor Bernard. 
if you were to, mm, I'm really glad that it didn't happen. And I'm really glad I had the self-control to, like, not tell them that. Yeah. And, like, they wouldn't have fucking cared anyway. No, I think they probably would have laughed, honestly. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thanks for, thanks for sharing. Uh, we'll be, we'll be here waiting. Hopefully you don't smell when you get here. Yeah, no, I, like, fucking, di- I took, like, a second shower, no. like, disinfected myself, everything. Like, I am cleaner than a fucking... I'm cleaner than fucking Mr. Clean, let me tell you. I'm good. Right. That makes sense why you didn't text me back when I was like, hey, do I meet you at the college? Because you probably were cleaning yourself off. Yeah. (laughs) And then, like, you were, like, right there. And then I was just like, okay, this is perfect. Okay, cool. This Mm -hmm. is great. Cool, 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 cool. So. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, 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 cool. So, yeah. As Kennedy Hiles would say, cool, 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 cool. Cool, 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 cool. We need to get back her her back on the show sometime. I know. I miss her so much. I miss her beautiful face. She's doing really well from what I hear, which is really good. Good. Yeah. I'll text her sometime. I know um, when I first got Moscato, she came over. Oh, and, yeah, she told me about that. And she's like, I want to see the baby. Yes. And then she invited Jim over, and Jim was like, I want to see the baby. Mm-hmm. So then they both came, and then they're both just like, like, jaw on the floor. They're like, yeah. oh, my God. Like, they had, honestly, my jaw was on the floor for, like, a fucking week, because I yeah. was like, that was a very impulsive decision. It's like, it's like that new mom, but with, like, not a human. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, you're not, like, a human, but I'm going to treat you just like you came out straight from my womb. I am going to treat you like my flesh and fucking yep. blood. Yep. When you B w- dies, I die with B, and Reed just gets the house. Yep. <laughs> yep. Anything happens to Moscato? Done. Nope. Yep. Send me away. I'm done. Nope. I was like, there's no way. Nope. Um. But yeah. Um. So there was a topic that I did want to touch on lately. Um. This kind of like this next little update kind of goes into like our topic. Um. Uh, I'm sorry for not posting last week. I apologize for that. Uh, I am not gonna lie, I have been going through kind of, like, a depressive episode for, like, the last, like, week or two, um, and I am learning that I do not like to hyperextend myself while I have these depressive episodes, because, like, hyperextending myself while I don't have the motivation to do anything, like, period, like, it's just gonna make everything so much worse, and it'll lead to, like, less energy, more burnout, like, Mm -hmm. all that good stuff. So it I, also makes things that you're doing like that you enjoy. You just kind of hate it. Yeah. Which sadly, this is one of those things where mm-hmm. like I had to think, like, OK, so what what can I like leave out of my schedule for this week? Right. And like work, obviously, like I have to go to work. Mm-hmm. And gotta then, pay the bill somehow. Gotta be that bread maker. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, Moscata. But I was like, no, I'm literally her fucking mom. And she's been here for less than a month. I'm not giving up on her. Mm-hmm. You know, like she's gotta, you know, she's gotta have her mom. And like, she just cuddles up on me like every single day. Mm-hmm. And like, it's the fucking cutest Your thing Your updates world. have just been so amazing. They're so cute. Which I now have to do an update be like, rip pants. <laughs> Rip my favorite cargo pants. Be- Moscato just shat oh, all over them. <laughs> like, it, there was no saving those pants. I scrubbed. Like, oh. the odor was not getting out. The stain oh, was not no. getting out. And I was like, okay. Just the, <laughs> just the cherry on top of the start of your week. Like, as like it's. I swear to God. Like, I, th- I like, put them in the trash. And then everything just turned into slow motion. The filter was black and white. And I heard, in the arms. <laughs> like, that's how it felt. As I was dumping these pants in the fucking trash. I was like, oh, my God. And, like, they were a gift from my mother, too. Oh, that's and, like, the worst. However, I will say, she, she did give me a black pair and, like, a gray pair. 
uh, Moscato shot on the gray pair, not the black pair. Okay, so you still have one of the one pair of I pants still left. Ha- I okay. still have at least one. Yes. Um, but yeah, the gray ones. R.I.P. Rest, rest in peace. I'm so sorry. Rest in power. Rest cargo in, pants. Rest in power. Cargo pants that made my ass look fat. That's great. <laughs> awesome. Well, I have. Well, whatever. But yeah. So, kind of leading into that, just yeah, like having like those depressive episodes in general i just kind of like touch on that a little bit Mm because honestly i find it like really interesting kind of like how all that works in general yeah and it works so differently for every person like yes and it also just works completely like differently wow that was that was an awesome sentence (laughs) it just it works differently for anybody but it also works differently for people who experience mental health issues as well like one person's depressive episode maybe I'm gonna, you know, lay in bed for two weeks and not do anything and contemplate my whole life. And then another person's depressive episode might be, like, overextending yourself to, like, being, oh, I want to be at work. I need to do all my work, blah, 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 you know, stuff like that. And it's, I've definitely been feeling that lately. Um, Mm -hmm. I struggle with mental mental illness. And so that's something that's always been, like, a power, like, a power balance in my life. But, like, I've definitely been struggling with a depressive mode lately um definitely with everybody that I love I'm like oh yeah I love you but I'm gonna probably push you away for a little bit just to test if to see if you love me back or like I love Reed and I plan on marrying him and he's just like the light of my life Mm -hmm. but like sometimes I'm like oh my god I want to strangle you like you're annoying me for no reason for no reason and it's because I'm not you know, taking care of myself in a way that I, like, know have been, know has been healthy in the past, and so, especially, like, with moving, and, like, nobody ever talks about what it's like post-graduation from college, like, the yeah. burnout and, like, the depression and the change of life, like, nobody, nobody, nobody talks about that. nobody talks about it and nobody gets you ready for it, and so, especially, like, being right out of college and having two huge moves, like, that yeah. just has been humongous and... I think all, like, the stress is starting to catch up with me, and Mm -hmm. that's, you know, it is what it is, but at the end of the day, taking care of yourself is super important, and I probably should, I'm pretty good at prioritizing it, but I need to prioritize it a little bit more right now. Right, same, honestly, because, like, you know, when I get in these hyper-depressive, or, like, these, like, depressive episodes, usually they last about, like, a week and a week and a half to me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if it's really bad, two weeks. Right. Um, And, like, I just eat like shit. I do not have the motivation to shower. I don't have the motivation to, like, go to work. I will literally, like, I'll sleep on the couch a lot more, and Travis mm-hmm. will be like, go to bed. And I'm just like, mm. and I literally cannot get myself to have the energy to right. get up off that couch. I literally have a fucking ass indent in that couch at this mm-hmm. point. Like, it's, it's bad. And with uh, what you said, too, like, a lot of people do not talk about this after graduation. Mm-hmm. Like, they talk about student loans. And they talk about, like, oh, you know, like, you might as well get ready for this and get ready for this. And, you know, it'll hit you like a shit ton of bricks, obviously. Mm-hmm. But yeah. at least you have, like, at least those meetings that'll, like, tell you a little bit about how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. But, like, the, like, post-grad depression is, like, huge. Yeah, nobody, like... Nobody talks about nobody that. Nobody even prepares you for it in college, either. They're just like, yeah, you get your degree, you've got to have a job lined up before you graduate, and you have to start making money, and you have to start doing all these adult things, and, like, obviously, if you're in college and, like, you live on your own for a little bit, which I, I did for quite a bit, actually, like, I moved out of my house after my freshman year so I like lived away from my family since 
you know, freshman year, which since 2018. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, you know how to do all this stuff, but then, like, now you're on your own and nobody talks to you about, like, these big changes in your life. Like, it's it's not traumatic, but it's kind of one of those things where you have no idea what the fuck you're doing. And yeah. I wish that, like, my college advisors, like, my advisors in college would have, like, you know, held, like, oh, yeah, like, let's talk about what life is going to be like right after college and like you know the months after college and it's almost fucking October and we graduated in May that's almost six months ago almost five months ago I guess would be October but like huh and we're still feeling the you know like the repercussions of like oh yeah like right now would have been when we were going to choir and when we would have been experiencing like the excitement of having new classes and like doing projects and being around our friends and nobody ever talks about like a huge change and it's kind of hard it's really hard actually it is and like it's also like I will say like Amber if you're listening I love you but like Amber comes over because you know Amber and Travis are a thing mm-hmm. um a Amber, thing I think they're dating right well yeah they are. <laughs> they're they're kind of a thing I think I think they might be talking <laughs> I think they may be talking I don't know they might be just friends that, no I'm totally kidding um but <laughs> for the listeners that you know I'm kidding um but Amber will come over and like sometimes she'll like just be like oh yeah like some of my like some of us are hanging out like this person this person this person they're like all inquire or like mm-hmm. they're just roommates that are still in the college they're like oh yeah we'd love to hang out and I'm thinking to myself like they're like talking about classes and talking about college and then I'm just like what the fuck like I graduated I don't have to worry about this shit and then mm-hmm. I was like oh yeah you know what I have to worry about student loans yeah right <laughs> student loans and I'm just sitting there like okay ouch you know mm-hmm. like it kind of sucks like seeing like a bunch of your friends like stay in college and then right. like there's Especially like with the fifth year that is offered at Warburg mm-hmm. so there are still people our age that are still here mm-hmm. but then for the people that did not choose to take that tuition free fifth year we're just out in the world yeah it's so wild to even think about and I think that burnout is a like a huge thing and I think a lot of us are experiencing burnout I keep bumping this wire I'm sorry if you keep hearing the bumps um burnout is a a huge thing that we're experiencing and I can probably like people even from Reed's grade which was like he was a grade before me for those of you who have not listened to me on a podcast before or on this podcast before um like I know some of them are even still experiencing like that FOMO for you know the fear of missing out and like oh yeah like I miss this and I miss that and I miss my friends and like it's almost like burnout is from college is hitting us after graduation because like in college we don't have time to like acknowledge our burnout yeah we didn't have time to acknowledge our burnout because there was always an assignment dude there was always a choir concert there was always a sporting event there was always you know x y and z we never had time to actually like okay let's look into our like look into ourselves like really get to know our body and figure out what's going on in our in our mind and like how it's affecting our body physically and affecting our like mentality and stuff like that like we never had time to do that and now all right. we have like after work all we have is time right all we have is time and like what do we do with that time right and i'm thinking about it too like there's a bunch of things that just popped up with that as well it's like how like in college and stuff like we don't have time and then i was thinking like oh like maybe like breaks and stuff like that 
for some of us, not really, because if we're heavily involved, like the year between my freshman year and sophomore year of college, like that summer break, mm-hmm. I was preparing to be a Nyack Sanders captain. And right. then like break, quote unquote break, we were stressed out because we were dealing with fucking COVID and like mm-hmm. being like, okay, how the fuck are we going to live? You know? Mm-hmm. And then like that break, I was working and working and working, trying to get my funds up to go to Wartburg. And then once we went to Wartburg, I'm like, okay, Christmas break. Cool. Nope got to prepare for the next semester okay yep. and i was like okay spring break we can do this nope preparing for brigadoon summer mm-hmm. summer break oh my god we get to nope work preparing for brigadoon mm-hmm. and then christmas break oh wait we have this concert coming up okay we got to prepare for that and then spring break nope work required tour yep. oh wait no midterm <laughs> oh this is a perfect time nope opera and then recital and then boom and then boom mm-hmm. and boom and then this summer like i worked a lot because, mm-hmm. you know, the restaurant that I work at is very was very short-staffed in the summer because right. everyone went home because a lot of them are still students. Right, yeah. So, like, the people who were in the area and could work or the people who were graduated and could work and are still mm-hmm. waiting for, like, their job search, some people that were working during the summer, like, fuck, like, some of them had to leave, like, in the middle of summer because they're like, oh, by the way, like, I got my big boy job over in Mason City. You're like, oh, I mm-hmm. got my big boy job over in County Bluffs. They're like, oh, I got my big big boy job over at, like, New York fucking city or something mm-hmm. like that. And Wait, they moved away. Can we, can we just take a second and pause and, like, really focus in on, like, what people consider their quote-unquote big boy job? Because I think that's yes. fucking ridiculous. Um, I have a huge opinion on this, and I don't know if other people will agree with me, but I just need to get it out there. Go a ahead. job is a job. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to have a, a degree to be able to make a living. Obviously, the degree helps, but I think that there's just a lot of stigma with, like, oh, yeah, like, you you work as a server, Morgan, and, like, people are like, oh, yeah, like, that's just, like, that's just a floater job. Some people do that for a living. Like, some people make really fucking great money. Like, why are we, why are we stigmatizing, you know, a server, you know, a server job in, like, it's not, oh, yeah, you're not making good money like a lawyer would. Well, shut the fuck up. Like, maybe, <laughs> like, maybe, shut up. <laughs> maybe, like, maybe that job makes somebody, ha- like, happy. I, I have a huge issue with that. I'm, you know, that's something that I've always had a huge issue with, and I won't even get political with it, but. <laughs> and, like, I thought about that, too, and, like, I feel bad, too, because I now consider, you know, no internal monologue. I get paid for this mm-hmm. somehow. It's technically considered, like, a side job. Yeah, it's it's a side hustle, and you fucking love it, and I love seeing you love it. Right, and, like, I will admit, there are some points, like, especially, this is, like, the worst part of, like, my depressive episodes, because, like, I feel, like, guilty mm-hmm. for, like, loving this job and working for myself a little bit and like mm-hmm. building this platform because I see some of our classmates that we just graduated with that were in the choir like like a lot of them like got jobs like straight out of college mm-hmm. like one of our friends is like at a radio station I think I'm not 100% sure and then like a bunch of us have music education jobs some of mm-hmm. us have music therapy internship placements yeah some of us like have moved all across the country and yeah. like have done this and done that and done this and done that some of us have gotten married in the yeah. summer <laughs> and i'm sitting there like oh fuck so then like some of us like if there's like someone in the choir that got married and they had to change their last name it's really weird seeing like their new last name mm-hmm. on there and seeing them post and then they're like you know like oh i can't wait to start this job oh i can't wait to do this can't wait to do that and then i'm just sitting here and i'm like oh no eternal monologue and then serving and then i'm like okay uh, you know what i mean it like it i feel like the stigma of just like the quote-unquote big boy jobs mm-hmm. like we were talking about it just really hits mm-hmm. during like 
weekly depression episodes and it just sucks yeah and it really like affects your mental health because even when i tell people that i'm a social worker they're like oh well you're not gonna make that much money doing it well fucking obviously i'm not gonna make that much money doing social work i i i know that (laughs) like i know that i'm not gonna make that much money doing social work or being a social worker even if i get my master's i'm not gonna make that much money it's because i love it exactly and like when people tell me oh you're not gonna make that much money like yeah that makes me feel like shit and then i completely like overthink everything because i was like oh maybe you know i was good at you know i'm good at stem i'm good at math like maybe i should have gotten to this maybe you know kind of like sitting there and like contemplating on everything that like i was like oh i should have done this instead and And then then, it just sucks and it's like i feel like shit and then it's that adds in into my burnout it adds in into like this post-graduation depression it adds into everything and then it makes me a not pleasant person to be around and especially like if you live with somebody or if you live like with your significant other and you're experiencing a depressive episode like you're around that person constantly and your mood affects another person especially if they love you and that sucks like i cannot tell you and it's only tuesday right now we're recording on Tuesday. I cannot tell you how many times since Monday I have, like, consistently apologized to Reed because I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know, like, if I'm just having, like, a borderline personality, like, episode or, like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm being an asshole and I'm really sorry because you don't deserve that. And he's like, I understand. Like, I get it. Don't apologize. And, like, I'm very fortunate to have that, but it's just, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks dealing with this. And, like, even, I think the longest, like, depressive episode that I've ever experienced, like, it started, like, when I wanted my major change, because I was literally, like, at a point where, like... Girl preach. <laughs> I literally had a, I literally had a major change, because it was, like, I, ever since I was, like, growing up, my parents were both in the medical field in some way, mm-hmm. so people were like, oh, you should go in the medical field, like, your parents, you should do this, you should do that, and I literally had so much, like, energy to just break out of that and be like, I'm gonna mm-hmm. be on Broadway. And then come to, like, my first semester of my senior year, and then I realized, oh, fuck, I don't want that anymore. Yeah. Shit. And then I'm dealing with that, and then, again, like, I'm dealing with all those changes, and then I didn't have, like, a feeling of, like, safety and consistency in my life, except Mm -hmm. for the person I was with at the time. Yeah. And I had to constantly apologize, because I was like, I'm being a dick. I'm being an ass. I'm so sorry. It eventually led to us separating. Mm -hmm. And then since, like, I, again, since I didn't have any safety or consistency, or at least I didn't have feelings of that in my life at that point, I attached it to him, Mm -hmm. which, again, I placed some of the blame on myself because I could have been working through that. But at, at the same time, I couldn't afford therapy with my insurance. So I didn't know how the fuck I was supposed to do that. I didn't have the resources to do that. Mm-hmm. So, of course, like, I think back to it now. I was like, oh, there could have been ways I could have worked through that and, like, made sure I didn't, like, associate safety and consistency with this person and become so dependent on this person. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, I'm I'm forgiving myself. I'm starting to learn to figure myself now because I literally did not know how. It's a huge process. Like, it's I'm hu- still struggling with that. It's a huge process. And, like, going through that depressive episode and finally getting over that and finally getting over the breakup and getting over him and just, like, sitting here and being like, okay, I am fine by myself. Now it's just like, boom. Like, next crisis to deal with in yeah. therapy. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. Give me a fucking break, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and it's amazing because, like, once you start to forgive yourself, your subconscious starts to open up and you're starting to, like actually acknowledge trauma and like past traumas and traumas that that have happened to you recently and it's literally just opening the floodgates to hell 
and there's nothing there to save you but a tiny fucking wood raft and if you know hell there's lava that raft is gonna burn (laughs) and so like you're sitting there and you're like consistently fighting for you know your sanity like your feeling of safety and that's such a hard thing to do especially like once you start to forgive yourself and then you're like oh yeah forgiving myself also helps me acknowledge like the shitty things that I've done you know the shitty things I've done to myself the shitty things I've done to other people Mm -hmm. and that is so traumatizing and that is like that's something that I think about often especially like the other night, this is this is the fuck, most fucking perfect example ever. So in high school, I was in a really, really abusive relationship with a guy who was, like, mentally abusive, emotionally abusive. Like, he hit me and stuff like that. And that it just wasn't great. And one of the things that he used to do to, like, isolate me from my family and my friends and stuff is, like, whenever I would go out to, um, like, a friend's house and... Or, like, went to a party. Like, a party. It's a high school party. You're not doing anything other than sitting and talking about who's cute, who's not, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> right. Like, or whenever I went to a party, stuff like that, he would literally stalk me. He would, like, drive past the house and he would, like, text me, like, well, those people think you're fucking losers and since they think you're a fucking loser, I think you're a loser and, like, you have, you should feel so fucking lucky because I love you even though you're a loser and blah, blah, blah. And I was just talking to him about this. Yeah, no. That's just a whole different thing. That's a Ooh. whole different type of trauma that I've been working through, but... I was just talking to Reed about this last night because I always get severely anxious when I go hang out with my friends without him. And it's like, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to go out with so-and-so. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here. I'm going to do this and this and this. Yeah. Like if I'm going to be drinking out at the bars, like I'm like, yep, I'm going to be drinking. I'll call you if I need ride home, blah, 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 and stuff like that. And like when I'm out, I'm constantly checking my phone to make sure like he's not upset with me and stuff like that. And I'm like, And we sat down for dinner last night and I was, he was just like, hey, what's on your mind? Because that's just, you know, that's kind of something that we do just to like, if there's something that we want to talk about or just like pick each other's brains, stuff like that. And I was like, well, you know, trauma, (laughs) (laughs) you know, the casual, the casual dinner time conversation, trauma. Yeah. And he's like, what about it? And I, well, I also mentioned imposter syndrome, Um, (laughs) but I was more like focused on like the fact that. I was starting to realize that what this ex-boyfriend did to me, like, I still, like, relive that every day. And I have a perfect, perfectly healthy relationship with Reed. Like, Reed and I have gone, like, we've made leaps and bounds in our relationship. And Reed is the most trusting person, and it's amazing. And I was just like, I just realized that, like, the reason why I'm always, like, texting you or Snapchatting you when I'm out is because of, like, you know, what happened to me. And, like, that really fucking like kind of shook me to my core and I went to bed and I was like oh my god how like how how do I deal with this like how do I how do I you know put my ducks in a row after like recognizing this and he's like it's okay to have friends hand like you can have friends like you can go out (laughs) you can go out like I'm not gonna follow you like (laughs) I'm not gonna stalk you I'm not gonna call you a, a shitty person or a crazy person or tell you how lucky you are that I love you even though you're x y and z like and so that was that was awesome I was like oh cool and so like wrestling with that you know just it's the burnouts the depressive episodes when you start to actually realize that stuff and you realize that stuff more as soon as you start forgiving yourself it's ridiculous it is ridiculous like the shit um there was 
not to stir this topic away, but I listened to an episode of Lazy Tangents that they released today. Um, and Jerry went to, like, this therapy where, like, it's kind of like a rap, it's kind of like mocks, like, rapid eye movement thing. Like, you're able to, like, track someone's hand or something like that. I think so. Oh, my God, that's amazing. I'm not 100% sure. First part of the podcast. That was very quiet, though. Um, Oh, I've been burping in my mouth this whole time, hoping no one has heard it. I mean, hey, (laughs) burps of podcast, we're welcome. If you, if you need to let it out, we can let it out. It's okay. But I gotta remember what it was, because, like, uh... It was insane, like, hearing her talk about, like, oh, yeah, I had this experience, and you're just like, oh, yeah, picture a place where you felt this, or picture a place where you felt this, or whatever. Um, And it was, oh, EMDR, yeah. Yeah. EMDR therapy session. Um, Of course, like, she doesn't go into any explanation about a specific traumatic event, but, like, just, like, the whole, like, experience in general, and, like, how it was, like, very unique to her. And despite regurgitating what was told to her by a professional, like, she still had, like, an elementary school-level understanding of Mm -hmm. what it was. Because that's when you're trauma. Like, once you're traumatized at that age, like, how you react to trauma is the age of when you were traumatized. Mm -hmm. So, like, when you react to, like, oh, I'm recognizing this. I was 14, 15, 16. I still act like a 16-year-old, like, when I'm trying to, like, deal with my emotions. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I should probably work on that. And I do. I do work on it. I, I do everything that my therapist tells me to do, which mm-hmm. is good. But, yeah, it's it's crazy to hear, like, what trauma does to you and, like, burnout. Because burnout brings up trauma. Also, sorry, I'm going to take a bite of my chicken nugget. So if you hear the crunch and me chewing, I'm so sorry for those who hate <laughs> you're, you're the sound of chewing. I didn't eat dinner before this. You're good. And you're totally okay, too. It was, like, one of those things where, um, oh, my God, what was it? Um... It's almost like trauma, like, blocks out in your brain, too. So, like, it's almost like your defense mechanism in your mind is just, just block it out. And then you're like, oh, why do I deal with this? Like, something happened somewhere mm-hmm. where it's connected to this. And, like, what the fuck is going on? So then you go and then you, like, unlock this shit. Mm-hmm. And then you, like, figure out what the fuck is going on. And you feel the emotions. You deal with it. And then it just unlocks, like, something, like a happy memory that you've blocked off as a reward for that or something like that or at least trauma represses or at least that's what jerry talked about which again like with emdr is like very unique to everybody Mm -hmm. same with mental illness it's unique to everybody now of course there's like a very general understanding of what the similar like uh of what the disorder is or what the mental illness is Mm -hmm. but it's like it's it's tailored kind of to like everybody and like everybody goes through it like differently in a way Mm -hmm. you know and like um Going into this more, I saw a video by Hannah Needs to Yell, and it was about, um, a... Same girl. It was about, yeah, same. Um, I just found her recently, because, like, I found her through her videos where she was talking about James Charles and his, like, dangerous entitlement ideology, mm. and it was, like, a three-part series, and I it was, like... We could talk about that for days. We could talk about that for days, <laughs> and honestly, I, I just might, because, like, it is very fucking interesting. Mm-hmm. I also might talk about this one, um episode that um gabby hannah had and like of course like i don't want to like i don't want to be like oh well i'm not gonna like beat a dead horse and like i'm not gonna like call her like a shitty person when literally she was going through a manic episode Mm -hmm. like i'm not gonna do that but like i still find it like very interesting and i liked hannah's take on it where she like did some research on bipolar disorder itself and like what happens during like a hypomanic episode or a manic episode and like what happens during that and holy shit it's insane it's insane and i was like okay and people yeah. don't understand that yeah people and- just think oh like they're mentally ill they're crazy 
No, like, that's not how it is at all. Sorry, I'm taking the lids off of my ranches. And it's almost like, in my personal opinion, again, people can disagree or agree whatever you like. It's like, I totally believe in, like, people being held accountable for shitty actions no matter what. I do believe that. Mm -hmm. But I also do believe that, like, mentally ill people, especially when they're going through an episode like that, like, hopefully they are in a place where, like, after they're in, like, a sane place, then maybe they can, like, work on stuff Mm -hmm. in order to make them, like, have, like, a better peace of mind and make sure that they're not, like, being a harm to, like, themselves or others. Yeah, it needs to be, like, a people-first rehabilitation process. And, like, some people were, like, shitting on Gabby for, like, the shit she said while she was, like, going through this manic episode, which, of course, like, I'm not going to go into it because it's very triggering for some people Mm -hmm. in, like, certain communities and stuff like that. And, of course, do I agree with the shit she said? Absolutely the fuck not. Yeah. However... What happens during a manic episode is, like, fucking, like... It's terrifying. It's terrifying. And it's literally, like, causing, like, permanent brain damage in a way. Yeah. Like, some parts of your brain... Like, again, if I'm getting this completely wrong, I'm just going off of the video just of, like, in my memory. So if it's wrong, please feel free to correct me. I'd love to have a conversation about this. It's, like, in my understanding, it's, like, parts of your brain are, like, brain are like growing and then shrinking and growing and shrinking mm-hmm. at the same time and like like some blood is like not getting up to your brain in certain areas so mm-hmm. like obviously people are gonna act fucking weird you know That's, that is biologically what happens that is, there's more like there's more to it but yeah like in a layman's terms that is one of the like one of the things that happens and it's so interesting to talk about like mania as somebody who has borderline personality disorder like it's a fucking experience. It's um, and so like I can kind of talk on like manic episodes because mine are obviously with borderline like you have like a you don't know like your sense of self and it's due it's due to trauma and obviously mm-hmm. per my last story of my ex boyfriend I it stems from all of that trauma but like you have a lack of sense like sense of self and blah 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 stuff like that I'm not gonna get super into it um because obviously it's a personal thing. Right. And but, you don't have to. You don't oh, owe no, any, yeah. You don't owe anybody that. Exactly. No, I don't. I do want to educate people about it, but that could be for a different time. Um, right. <laughs> but like speaking on like mania, like you literally cannot control yourself. And that that doesn't excuse what she did. Not at all or anybody who like does really shitty things. Like take Kanye West right now. Like he's he was literally threatening threatening like lives on Instagram. Like he's like I'm going to come kill you. Thankfully, those posts are taken down. Which um, good. Yeah. And, and like, he's being treated, I hope, in the best way where he's not causing harm to himself or others. Which no, he's still posting that kind of stuff. He is now. still posting yeah, that kind of stuff? He started it up again today. Oh. Um, sorry to all you Kanye lovers. I'm... Excuse me, I have hiccups. I'm not hating on him. I'm just stating what happened. Um, right. <laughs> and it's just, it's very interesting to look at mania because you you really don't know how to control yourself because you really believe that you are invincible and so like that's where like oh saying all these like triggering words spending all my money doing these physically dangerous things to you know yourself or to others that is a huge 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 indicator that you're in a manic episode and um like sometimes like I don't recognize it because my manic episodes are for like a few hours rather than like a span of three days to like two weeks to a month it just depends on the severity of your mental illness right like when I'm manic like I'm like oh yeah let's go fucking take 12 shots of vodka let's go spend all of my money like I'm gonna buy everyone shots I'm gonna go 
get this outfit and this outfit. Thankfully, like, I can recognize now, like, when I have impulses. Right. Um, and now I know that, like, if I see you and you're like, let's take shots, I'm going to be like, I... You got to check I, in with me first, because like, even, even, <laughs> even Lucid Hand wants to take 12 shots of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> no, because, like, if you're like, let, I'm going to buy everyone shots, let's go take shots, and blah, blah, blah. Like, at that point, I'll be like... I th- Tra- are you okay? Uh, I'll be like, Travis, I think I need to go check on them. I'll be right back. <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> like, literally, I'll be like, are you good? At that point, I'll be like, hey, you know, like, maybe we can try doing that. You know, like, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, which... I honestly think that, like, with Hannah needs to yell, like, her video on all this, too. Like, I did learn that there are... I love how you're, like, leaning to the side and, like, chewing so that the microphone doesn't I don't want anybody to hear me chewing. I'm so insecure. <laughs> and that's... T- <laughs> you're... S- oh, you're so funny. I love it. It's, like, um... It's... Okay. So, like, there are better ways to handle, like if someone you love is going through something, then there are better ways to, like, be there for them. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, like, I would make sure that, like, people around, obviously, like, with your permission, of course, I'd be like, hey, like, are you okay? Are you going through, like, a manic episode or something? And then if you were like, yeah, I'd be like, okay. I would tell you straight up, and I would still try to go through with it. No, and I would just be like, does Reed know about this? Does he know how to handle this? You know, like, that kind of thing. Because I always like to check on people like that, because it's obviously not my place to, like, go around and just be like, oh my god, they're having a manic episode. Ah, go check out. Like, because, like, I'm not gonna go around like a fucking bitch and just be like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, and, like, air out someone's, like, shit. Yeah. But just making sure someone has, like, a good, safe at least two or three people around them just to be like, hey, are you okay? You know, like, and if you're doing something where you're, like, posting all the time or if you're, like, doing this or doing that, then be like, hey, like, maybe if you want to go spend money, we can go to the craft store. We can get some arts and crafts. Like, we can paint together if you want. We can listen to a podcast. Like, we can, like, sing or something and, like, put that energy to good use in a way and kind of, like, calm down a little bit. At the same time, like, if, like, are you, I hope this is not, like a question where you're like, oh, don't ask me that. Oh no, I'm I'm very open about my mental health and my mental illnesses that I have. I will answer literally almost every single question you ask me. I'm an open book, babe. Perfect. So it's like, I know with some people or a lot of episodes with mania, like there's just like no sleep within that. Oh no, you don't sleep at all. You don't sleep like no. At all. You like. You can sleep, but you don't want to because you're, like, so jacked up. You're like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like, I'm invincible. And it's really damaging because, like, once you're out of that mania, like, that manic episode, you either go into, like, a stagnant state or you go straight into a depressive state. Mm. And so, like, if you're not sleeping and you go straight into that depressive state, like, that sleep is going to be heavier and harder and you're going to be even more depressed because you're sleeping so much. And, like, I sleep a lot as it is and I'm, like, very mentally stable now that I've, like, gone through years of therapy. Please get therapy if you are struggling. I swear it is is life-changing. You have to find the right therapist. Please, please, please go get therapy if you need it. That's just my PSA right now. Uh, it is life-saving. It saved my life. It saved so many other people's lives. But, right. like... Which we should probably get more government funding into actually having people afford therapists in the first place. Oh but that God, could be a yes. whole fucking episode. That could be a whole different episode. <laughs> like, a whole thing. Just, like, like if you have insurance, like, the first thing that sh- you should have access to when you have insurance, therapy. Mm-hmm. The first fucking thing. Because, like, everybody needs it at some point. Everybody or talk does. to your employer. A lot of, not, I guess I can't say a lot of, but I know that some employers do 
like therapy through them so like where i work right now friends of the family god bless them i love them so much shout out to everyone who works there like friends of the family has um like we have therapy covered by friends of the family it doesn't even fall on our insurance like some oh, wow. em- yeah some employers are able to like provide that those kind of resources um Obviously, it makes sense because of the field that I work in, um, you know, with domestic violence victims and human trafficking victims, but some employers do. So always, always, always ask your employers to like what kind of like resources they have or even reach out to, you know, reach out to organizations like Friends of the Family or, uh, you know, nonprofits. They are people are always willing to give you resources, especially like if you can't afford therapy or if like you're low income or, you know, you're of a specific population, you're BIPOC, you're queer, you know, nonprofits always, always, always have resources. Please, 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 please utilize them because that's what we're here for. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And then if I'm able to find any, like, sort of resources that are, like, valid and, like, not shady, I will definitely link them Mm -hmm. in the description of this episode. I'll be doing a bunch of research over the next, like, couple days. Like, I, if I find any resources, if, um, I hate to ask you this, but like, if, do you have any good resources that you could possibly yeah, forward to actually, me? actually, so, um, I know this sounds super, super cliche, but if you are going through a really, really hard time and you are in a state where you are questioning, like, your safety, um, and you don't want to talk on the phone with somebody, I know that the Suicide Hotline has a website and I've utilized it. I've utilized it, and the website has um, therapists on the, you know, on their website that you can chat with virtually. Um, there Sometimes there is a wait, and so that's why they ask that you call, because the wait's going to be shorter, but please utilize that. Like, I have had so many times where I've like, okay, like, I don't, you know, I don't feel suicidal. Like, I fe- I'm feeling suicidal, but I don't feel like I'm going to hurt myself, or I'm a danger to myself or others, but I do not have the resources right you know right at hand right so using utilizing the uh suicide hotlines website and getting on um their chat like their chat box with their therapist because the process is so simple you can be anonymous you can let them know who you are it doesn't really matter and um you go through and you click like all the symptoms you're feeling like if you're feeling depressed or anxious or if you know some of the more severe symptoms that have oh, maybe you're feeling like you you know, you want to self-harm or you want to, like, end your life. They're able to, like, talk to you. <laughs> they're right. able to talk to you. They're also able to give you resources within, um, you know, your area, which is really, really, really nice and beneficial. There's Good. also... Is that... Um, not to interrupt you. Is oh, no, it okay. 988lifeline.org? Yeah. Okay, cool. And then there's also, I think, and I'd have to, like... I'll, I'll get back to Morgan with the, like, the link and stuff, but if you live in Iowa, I know that there is a crisis intervention team that you can call, um, if you're having, like, if you're actively suicidal and you have a plan and you're going to follow through with that plan and you need, like, and you need help, there's a crisis intervention team that you can call and they will come to your location and they will help you and they will talk you through, um, your issues, um, I could give you, some, like, locations in central Iowa. I could give you locations here in northeast Iowa. Um, my mom works for a really, really great um, nonprofit agency called Capstone Behavioral Health, and um, they have a lot of really great therapists there. If you live in, like, the Newton, Grinnell, Pella area, 
Um, that is also a really, really, it's a plug to my mom. Shout out, Sarah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a really great agency. Um, there's, you know, they're just always do like your research and you're obviously local, but if you can't find anybody local, you can go, you can always go to the suicide hotline website or contacting the crisis intervention team. Right. Exactly. Which beautifully, yeah. beautifully said. Um, Perks of working at a nonprofit for that kind of thing. <laughs> right, literally. Um, so going into um, how I really liked how Hannah, again, scheduled, like, kind of like, not scheduled. What am I thinking? Set up. How she set up the, like, words. <laughs> They're hard. The English language is hard. It is. It really is. It's like uh, how she set up, like, the, the structure. How yeah. she structured that video was, like, how she was, like, we need to talk about what this is and what it does and, like, how it can affect, like, some people. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I found, like, I looked into, um, like, depressive episodes and then I saw an ep- uh, article. It had something to do with depressive episodes with short duration hypomania, which I was, like, hmm. That's interesting. Um, if you want to look over it yourself and see if it's, like, a actual, like, good website to look at and, like, a good article to read, it's uh, the, it's com slash therapedia. Um, and it was basically, like, depressive episodes with short duration hypermania. Um, let's see. It says in one of the articles, or, like, one of the paragraphs, it's, like, that a proposed new disorder is similar in clinical manifestations to bipolar 2 disorder with predominant depression, periods of mood liability, and some hypomania, with, but no manic episodes. But then again, someone put that in there in, like, 2007, or at least that's when, like, the research was done. So there could be more, um, I know that more bi- current Yeah, stuff. bipolar type 2 does have manic episodes. They, like, are, at least I know people who are specifically diagnosed bipolar type 2 who experience both mania and depression. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Um. Let's see. And bipolar isn't all. Also, isn't the only mental illness that um experiences mania and depression, like depressive episodes. It is just like the most prominent because it is a mood disorder. It's also a psychotic disorder. But please, when you hear the word psychotic disorder, don't fucking stigmatize it. Right. For the love of Christ, do people, not stigmatize it because it's a psychotic disorder. Does not mean people are dangerous. Right. That is that is just so important for people to know. <laughs> I could talk about this for fucking hours. Literally. Um, but Honestly, I might just do, like, a mental health series. And yeah. just doing, like, kind of, like, one main one per episode. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I would love to do that. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I would love to do that. And especially, like... I could get you a lot of resources for that if you needed. Oh, but honestly bet that would be fantastic thank you for doing that I yeah appreciate it. i'd have it all on my work computer i could just send you like an email oh my god that would be chef's kiss that would honestly be chef's kiss and i would love that thank awesome. you again yeah for doing of that. course um going back into um what this entails um the hypomanic periods in this condition may be less than 40s in length but must but must meet at least two of the symptomatic criteria for hypomania, which has also been revised because of the recognition that energy or activity level is as often affected as mood itself in these episodes. Uh, the depressive symptoms, which can be subsyndromal, sub syndromal, syndromal. I have no idea what that word is. Whatever. <laughs> it like whatever. Um, that word are the usual case for patients to seek treatment include low energy levels, cessation of usual activities, a black and white style of thinking, 
overgeneralization, um, maladaptive assumptions and undue pessimism. Ooh, <laughs> automatic thoughts. Okay. I, <laughs> as I'm just like, mm, interesting. Isolation from others, thoughts of suicide. The depression is thought to be predominantly atypical as in bipolar two with reverse vegetative systems, such as overeating or hypersomnia depression, which may com be combined with non-euphoric hypomania, also often sub-syndromal. Sub I swear I think to God, I hope means. I'm pronouncing that right. To cause periods of depressed moves with irritability and increased mental and behavioral activity, these symptoms may be exacerbated by antidepressants and the suicide risk is greater with such episodes. Which, yeah. what Like, some of that, obviously I don't relate to, like, a lot of that and I don't want to, like, diagnose myself. But, like, some of that is, like, really interesting to, like, look over and, like, oh, sirens. Something, something's going on. Something's happening. We don't know. A little something, something. We don't, we don't know what, but it's something. <laughs> Another um, really great resource, and this is just like the, the academic of me. Oh my God, that siren. Um, Something's happening. <laughs> Something going on. Is if you have access, and I think you can get, like, look into PDFs of the DSM-5. And that is literally just the book of all diagnoses that you could possibly look at um, mental illness wise. It ranges from acute anxiety disorder to panic and anxiety disorder to borderline to bipolar type 1 and type 2 to schizo disorder, um, narcissistic personality disorder, literally everything under the sun that you could think of and like OCD and stuff like that. It's just, it's all there and it gives you an amazing insight of, okay, like these are symptoms and it talks a lot about like what symptoms like how many symptoms like you need to be experiencing and for like certain durations and that's you know that's how like psychiatrists and psychologists kind of go about their diagnosis um obviously with therapy right <laughs> therapy as well like you don't just go in and be like hey i'm experiencing uh, fear of abandonment and hypermania and depressive episodes and i don't have a sense of self and the psychiatrist is like, you have borderline personality disorder. No, right. you have to go through therapy to go to get, you Like know, an actual diagnosis. Yeah, like you go to therapy and then you go see your psychiatrist and then you go to therapy again and then you go see your psychiatrist. And then sometimes you have to be, in, like, sometimes the unfortunate situation is, and this is what happened with me, is I had to be institutionalized first. Mm. And so I was institutionalized because I was in a really bad spot in my life and once I was institutionalized, I got the help that I needed. Um, I mean, as best help as I can get. The mental health care system in Iowa really fucking sucks. Um, yeah, yeah. But I, I still did get the help that I needed, and I got the diagnosis that I needed, and that is amazing, um, because then I had, like, the answers, and I had, like, the clarity, and I could go move forward with, okay, like, how do I deal with this? How do I deal with major depressive disorder and borderline personality disorder you know what i mean but right was the book the diagnostic and statistical manual of mental disorders fifth edition yep perfect the i just DSM looked it up five. i just looked it up and i was like it's like 35 3980 on amazon and i'm honestly tempted to like buy it just to like read about it because mm -hmm. this just really like interests me yeah no it's like it's a really really interesting like it's a it's a literal manual and also i will preface like if it like if your listeners go and buy and even for you like don't go and like start and like be like oh yeah i'm gonna read all these and be like oh yeah like i like don't diagnose yourself always no, go no, always no, no. go and get professional help like you can be aware of your symptoms 
but like also don't give yourself like imposter syndrome too because i know like mm-hmm. sometimes i'm reading about certain things and i'm like oh yeah like i kind of feel that way like i feel these ways maybe i have x y and z and then i'm like okay hand shut the fuck up you're being stupid don't diagnose yourself right don't uh- diagnose yourself <laughs> but more importantly do not diagnose other people i swear to fuck like if yeah. you are not a licensed therapist or a professional do not do not diagnose other people i swear to god the one thing that i really hate and the one thing that i also really struggle with as like a kid but now i'm seeing this and i'm like oh my god yeah like don't do that it's like when people throw around terms like narcissist or throw around sociopath a lot or when crazy people throw around like crazy throw around psychopath throw mm-hmm. around this and that and then the other thing why are we like throwing around titles like that mm-hmm. why are we doing it's that it's a very stigmatizing thing to do very stigmatizing thing to do and it's and like it literally just sets us back like further and further and further into the progressive timeline where we're like welcoming of people who do actually have these disorders and people Mm -hmm. who actually did like i see like this also makes me really mad when i like listen to episodes of like two hot takes um on like a lighter level when like people hear these stories and then they're like oh yeah like like he's genuinely like acting like a sociopath and i was like well are you a therapist though so like mm-hmm. how do you know but then like i love the podcast and i love the host don't get me wrong right. but like having those talks in general like those are moments where i'm like Ugh, like it's Ugh. easier to even just say he's like he's showing like sociopathic tendencies like that's even right. like saying that is even better that than is being better. like you're a sociopath you're right. crazy Right, and then, like, it even makes me more infuriated when, like, I see the audacity of people. Like, I listen to a lot of true crime as well, and, like, the audacity of the people who commit these crimes. Like, a lot of them, a lot of the time, will, like, play up symptoms of schizophrenia and be like, Mm -hmm. the voices told me to do it. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Like, what the fuck, dude? And, like, there was, at some point, too, like, there's this one lady that was um obsessed with like chasing people so like she was married to like this one guy and then wanted to get the attention of this other guy and then like she was like oh like i was hearing you i'm crazy oh like blah, blah. and then she's like well the voice told me to have an affair or whatever the fuck and then she like got the guy divorced the other guy got the guy she was pining for and then as soon as she married the other guy then, like, she was pining after one of her fucking co-workers, and uh, she was like, oh my god, like, blah, 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 blah. and then, like, he was like, like, in, in order to get this one co-worker to her house so they can have, like, a full-fledged affair, is, like, he, she would send the husband off to be like, my brother is schizophrenic and hates change, so you need to get out of the house and pretend that you don't exist so because he wants to come over and visit, yeah, 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 but, like, he didn't even fucking exist to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like, she literally told that lie just so like she well i i think he didn't exist i would have to go back into the case and like you know talk like learn about that before i like just claim he didn't exist like i don't know for sure right um but like he was like a full-fledged like thing like basically the only reason why he was supposed to be out of the house and pretend that he wasn't in the picture was because she could have her lover over so they can have an mm-hmm. affair and then like this like he and like this one guy that she was having an affair with like she like he had a wife too mm-hmm. so like they were both cheating on each other's spouses with each other and it was fucking weird that is it was super ugh, i hate it, was it super when people stupid. do that just get a divorce yeah get a divorce <laughs> like what the fuck and then like she ended up like murdering his wife and then she's like well the voices told me to do it. and i was like what the fuck is your problem 
you know obviously there's oh my god i'm so sorry warburg college department of journalism i just (laughs) accidentally bumped your microphone (laughs) obviously there is some kind of mental illness going on there right like obviously there's something going on where she thinks it's okay to do x y and z and all those things do I think that sometimes people who commit crimes use mental illness as a cop-out when they're actually mentally sin? Yeah. Yes. I do. And that has been proven multiple times in court cases and crime cases and stuff like that. And it's sickening because that's how people with mental illness get the stigma. That's how yeah. That's how we get the stigma. Like, I think back to... The, oh, this makes me so upset. I think back to the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, um... The trial. Trial. Yep. And I don't like Amber Heard. I'm team Johnny Depp all the way, and... Same. Just be, just looking at, like, as, as somebody who's worked in domestic violence and, like, knows a lot of, like, the telltale signs, like, I'm team Johnny Depp the whole way. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna get into it. You can DM me on Instagram if you really want to have that conversation. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Which we'll advertise at the end of the episode. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But in the the trial, it came out that Amber Heard had borderline personality disorder. And people automatically... Yes, she's, she's not a great person. She has a lot of really, really, really nasty flaws to her. And she Um, has... She needs work yep to do. She, she needs ha- work to do she has work to do and um once that came out it terrified me as somebody who has borderline personality disorder because you see i saw so many people on instagram and I, this was before i had twitter um i just re-downloaded twitter actually like a month ago and um, my friend who also has borderline personality disorder was like sending me screenshots of like people calling Amber Heard a crazy bitch and it just broke my heart because borderline is a really stigmatized mental illness in the first place and um yeah and so (laughs) I just like had a complete flashback to my senior diva when I was like telling the whole choir about my whole journey on mental illness anyway back to what I was saying (laughs) anyway the your your programmed podcast for the evening (laughs) It broke my heart because I was like, oh my god, like, this is just one more, like, nail in the coffin for people who have borderline personality disorder because they're always, they're all like, people are going to get on social media and see people calling Amber Heard a fucking crazy bitch <laughs> because, you know, she's abusive and has done all these shitty things and Which, they're gonna wow. associate that with borderline personality disorder and... That's what happens. Like, that's what happens when people, like, try to use insanity when they're not actually insane. It gives that stigma to everyone, not just people with borderline personality, anybody who struggles with mental illness. But, like, everyone. Yeah. And it, it's not it's not good. Like, we really need to work on our verbiage. Right. Which, I'm really thankful to be working on verbiage. Do I slip up here and there? Yes. Oh, I do all the time. Also, However, if you think I'm a snowflake for saying that, come fight me. Come fight me. <laughs> I was like, honestly, like, I also have opinions on the term snowflake in general. Honestly, like, go listen to my l- last episode, episode 71. Honestly, 
when it comes to like the word snowflake i associate that term with like gen z and honestly i'm gonna say it like gen z is probably like the strongest fucking generation that there no is. they're scary and they're we're fucking scary scary in a good way in a bad way whatever but like we are like a really solid generation and honestly if you want to know why i said that go listen to 71 and if you still disagree it's actually and a really you, good one and if you still thank you and if you still disagree with what i'm saying after all of those points have been brought up literally come to my house i'll fight you you know but it's yeah fine. come fight come also fight. i didn't mean to say it's actually all of your episodes are really good i'm just trying to put an emphasis on like your on episode 71 was really good thank you i appreciate that <laughs> and see working on verbiage when you go to therapy you also have resources in order to work on verbiage so we become self-aware we become self-aware so then we're circling back to our first point which was go to fucking therapy go to therapy and forgive yourself folks right exactly um but yeah um just circling back real quick before we like cap off like just going back to like depressive episodes in general like with people that do struggle with depression i feel you i do and like i sympathize even though i do struggle with it myself and i know that hand struggles with it all the time themselves it's like it fucking sucks and i'm so sorry and we honestly just putting bias aside just putting like well my like i have heard some stigma where people are like well my depression is worse than yours and i was like why are we fucking competing like depression is horrible either way and people experience it all in a different way so honestly instead of just being like oh well i'm worse off like we should all just be there for each other no matter what we all should be there for each other we should all find our resources just and please reach into the people you love Yes. Please reach out to the people who you love because they, they're they going to save your life at the end of the day. Like, my best friend Jim just came and looked in the window, and Jim was my saving grace my junior year. Like, I probably would not have gotten through my junior year without him. Like, right. lean on the people you love because they love you, and they would l- probably literally do everything for you and anything that <laughs> will probably almost, not kill somebody, but... <laughs> right. It's almost like he came by the window just at the right time specifically for that point oh no i told him to check his snapchat because i sent him a picture of me in the recording room (laughs) and i was like i want you to know that i'm here (laughs) perfect timing oh that's funny um so yeah just reach out to people you love find your resources like seriously like don't be so hard on yourself don't be so hard on others seriously it's life at the end of the day we're all human beings right with feelings exactly and those exactly. feelings are valid unless you want to kill somebody. Or harm yourself in any way. Or, don't do either of those. Or hurt a small animal. Don't do that either. Don't harm anyone or anything, period. Yeah. Just, just don't. Please get help if you have those feelings. Right. And get help and get go to therapy anyway. Everyone needs to go to therapy. Right. I don't exactly. care if you have a picture-perfect picture life. Go to therapy. Yeah. If you, have, <laughs> if you have the resources, go. Seriously. Yep. Um, and with that in mind, um, we are going to do some closing segments. Let me know what you want to hear next. Like, if there is, like, a certain, like, mental illness or disorder that you would, like, no internal monologue to cover next, I would very, very much, hello, English, I would love to hear your feedback. There we go. That was what I wanted to say. And if people want to hear more (laughs) about Borderline, I'm more than happy to actually come on and, like, write notes. (laughs) And, like, I honestly thought about, like, with each episode, like, thinking about, like, okay, like, do I know of anybody that would be comfortable with talking about their experience with this? Mm -hmm. So then it could be, like, not me just talking about every single mental illness, even though I literally do not have every single mental illness, you know? Like, having someone on, like... Really? You don't? 
Really? That's really? so crazy. Oh my god, really? No way. <laughs> but seriously, like having someone on that like has like this disorder or has this disorder, if they're more if they're comfortable with coming on and talking about their experience in any way, shape, or form, then let me know. I would love to start the series. And with that in mind, closing segments. So okay, Morgan, that's not listening to. I would say what's stuck in my head, but All right, I'll give them the audience five more seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. I can't hear shit in my head. Good job, everybody. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Here's That's a- still so wild to me that you don't hear anything in your brain. It's 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 a lot. It's a I lot. hear everything. I hear everything. <laughs> and like honestly, hey, maybe I can do an episode about that in general. Mm-hmm. It's like a little bonus episode. Cause, yeah. Because I, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't believe that having no internal monologue is technically a disorder. No, it's not a disorder. It's how people, like, think. Yeah. Like, it's how people think. Everyone thinks differently. Like, some people don't have anything up there. Like, they just, it just comes to them. Me, I hear it. I see, like, I see it in my brain. Like, I actually see text in my, like, in my brain. Like, I see it and then I hear it. So, and, like, because I'm a very visual auditory, like, thinker mm-hmm. and so like if i close my eyes like it's like i'm reading a book basically which is fascinating to me that you have nothing or like just watching a whole fucking movie yep yeah i saw this one like article one time or like a tumblr post where this one little girl was like watching shrek so often that like she would literally like when she was like falling asleep at night she would literally just like stare at the ceiling and just basically like watch shrek in her mind mm-hmm. and then her dad would like come in and check on her but she wasn't paying attention because she was watching shrek in her mind and he just goes are you mentally watching Shrek again? You know, like, that kind of thing. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, my God. Like, that, like, holy shit. And, like, being able to hear, like, the different voice in your head. Like, fucking how? Some people are able to, like, narrate shit in their mind. And it's like, oh, yeah, I can change my voice so that it sounds like Morgan Freeman. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's that's exactly what my brain does. I was like, I don't fucking hear shit. <laughs> like, what like, do you mean? That's exactly, like, I can hear him and then I can also, like, picture him talking in my brain. And, like, I can, visual- I can visualize people talking and I can visualize text it's just mute. That's literally it. It's kind of like so a, insane. It's kind of like a silent movie with closed captioning on the bottom. That's literally like my whole process. That's and it's so like, crazy. It's weird. But anyways, what can work in that still listening to? I would say what's stuck in my head, but I can't hear you in my head as we just covered. Um, I've been obsessed with like okay, I've been seeing this a lot on TikTok, and then it just made me want to listen to this song. It's the one song like from Beyonce's new album Renaissance. It's Cup It. It's oh, like yes. we get it fucked up tonight, like that one, mm-hmm. and then like watching people dance to it. There's this one video. Um, that fucking just drove me fucking feral. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. But, like, the, the way that these, like, female presenting creators just, like, were dancing on the screen. And it looked so fucking fun and so fucking good. It literally looked like a choreographed, like, dance routine. But it was just them in the kitchen just, like, you I know. think I know exactly what video you're talking about. I'm gonna make sure I have, like, the right username so then everyone can go check it out for themselves. Um, honestly, it might be, like, a weekly obsession as well, honestly, because I, I'm not gonna lie, I have, like, opened up TikTok just to watch this fucking TikTok over and over, I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) Maybe it's the fact that I love women, but we're just gonna, I digress. Um, it was, the username was A-M-I-I-S-I-I-I-I, and it was, like, five people in it, and they're just, like, doing the cup it dance, so then, Mm -hmm. like, I'm in the car, like, driving to work, and then I'm just, like... I want to listen to this one song. I want to listen to this one song. I'll be like, hey, Siri, play Cuffin' by Beyonce, which that literally invoked my Siri, so I'm just going to tap out of that real quick. 
But yeah, that song just, I don't know what my deal is lately. Like, I fucking love that song. Also, train. Train. What a beautiful dissonant Wait, chord. I hear it's like staggering from E to E flat, then a G, and then it's like C going down to a B. So it's like kind of like turning I was from like two of those notes. I was like think <laughs> I'm like I was like thinking like okay, it kind of sounds like C major at times, but then it like the two outer like they just kind of like go down a little bit, so they become like so flat. It sounds like mm-hmm. a completely different note period. And I was like, okay, what the fuck is that chord then? <laughs> I was like, is that just like a fucking? It's augmented, isn't it? Augmented. Thank you. I was trying to come up with the word augmented. Thank you, Ted Reuter. Thank you, Ted Reuter. We appreciate it. We appreciate you so much. Um, but yeah, that song just I love it. Anyways, songs that you're listening to lately. I let me pull up my spotify but for the cheap for my cop out i'm (laughs) always listening to the spins by mac miller every single fucking day i go to work Mm -hmm. the first song i pull up in my car or i guess in reed's car because my car is broken oh uh in the car is the spins another song that i am absolutely obsessed with is um jackie onassis by Sammy Ray and the Friends. It is amazing. You have to listen to it. It starts out with a saxophone, and it is just like a big band um, group, and the artist has a beautiful, 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 beautiful um, alto-sounding voice, and I just, I'm obsessed with it. It's amazing. I've listened to it so many times. And then also, I've been listening to Creep by Not... Radiohead by <laughs> Postmodern Jukebox. That is also another big band jazzy cover of a classic we by Radiohead. It. We um, love it. Those are the three songs that I'm obsessed with right now because I am. The spins just gets me ready for the morning. And then the other two are just so jazzy, and I miss singing in jazz choir and just singing jazz music in general. And so it just gives me a little homey feeling. Yeah. You you said it was Jackie Onassis earlier? Yeah, I can spell it out for you. Let me pull up. Oh, I already found it. We're good. Perfect. Because I was like, how the fuck am I supposed to spell? Because I was like, Morgan, like, you did not graduate with an English degree. How do you spell? <laughs> um, but yeah, those are those are really good. I like that. And mm-hmm. funny enough, The Spins is also already on the playlist. So you're like reading the whole like mind, which by the way, speed of the playlist, go listen to the playlist. Um <laughs> I just have, like, the most monotone, like, do it, you know? <laughs> it's, like, the opposite of Shia LaBeouf. Just, just do it! It's literally me just being, like, do, do it. it. There you go. That's the, that's the only motivation you need. Just Morgan from No Internal Monologue just, like, whispering in your ear, do it. You know? Just do it. That's, that's... Anyways, so speaking of, speaking of that, Weekly Obsessions. Um, I, I don't know what my deal is with this. I am obsessed with making chocolate chip pink. Oh my god, those are so good. I love chocolate chip pancakes. I made them, um, I gotta think, I think it was Saturday when I had my day off um, that I made pancakes. Either that or it was Sunday before I went to work. It was Sunday before I went to work. Yep. So I made chocolate chip pancakes for me, Travis, and Amber. Um, Cause like Travis and Amber were like spending the day together. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna make breakfast. Why not? 
Um, so I did that. And then on Monday, I made myself more pancakes and then I made myself eggs. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna like have this batter. Like I'm just gonna use it. So then I like made pancakes ready to go for me. Mm-hmm. So then if I was craving them and didn't want to go through the effort, I can literally just like nuke some. Yep. So I was like, oh my God, I'm so fucking smart. How did I just now come up with this method? Wow. I love myself. So that happened. Um, I'm obsessed with that. And then also, um, to my grandma, um, she is always like telling me like, you know, like, oh, you should try this or you should do this. And I'm always like, oh, I don't like soda. I don't like soda. Or in, you know, Midwestern terms, pop. I don't like pop. Um, I thought soda was Midwestern. Soda was Midwestern? I think soda is Midwestern. Oh, I always say pop. Oh, I've always said soda. (laughs) That's funny. That is funny. Honestly, have like a hot take being like, do you say pop or soda? Let me know below. Or do you say soda pop? Ooh, hot take. That's Mm -hmm. like a third hot take. I love that. I think soda pop is like only in Texas, though. (laughs) Let us know down below. Um, (laughs) But I found finally a pop that I actually like. Crush pineapple soda. Wow. That's the only one. That sounds really good. I think Travis found it at either Walmart or Hy-Vee. I'm not 100% sure, but I... I might have to make a run after this. Because, like, I I know I need to make a run either way because I have to, like, get some shit because, like, you know, <laughs> me. Um, But um, I tried it because, like, Travis was like, oh, yeah, like, I like Pineapple Fanta, but the Crush is still pretty good. And I was like, hey, I know I'm not a big fan of soda. Is it caffeine-free? And he goes, yeah, it's caffeine-free. I was like, can I try it? And he goes, yeah, go on ahead. He, like, tossed me a can. I was like, sweet. So I tried it at work. I, like, I was, like, doing some document stuff for um, my manager at the restaurant that shall not be named. Um, and I, like, took a sip of it as I was at the computer at the manager's desk. And I was literally just sitting there. I was like, yeah, okay, yep, I like this. This is this is weird. I usually do not like soda. <laughs> but, like, this is actually pretty This is actually pretty nice. You said it. I've infiltrated your mind. There you go. There you go. I said it. There we, we did it. Yay, bestie. We did it. Indoctrination. Um, indoctrination. <laughs> I'm but, kidding. Oh, my God. Please don't don't come after me. <laughs> this is all jokes. This is all jokes. Um, um, but, yeah, this is my definite, like, if I'm ever going to drink pop, I'm going to I'm going to go for this. Um, as I literally finished the can. Um, nice. so while we're at it, weekly obsessions. What oh are you my, thinking? my weekly obsession, <laughs> more like a monthly obsession. Um, I have been psychoanalyzing myself for the past like three weeks. Cause I'm like, why the hell am I so depressed? What's mm. causing this? And I tell Reed every single day. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know what's wrong with me right now. <laughs> and he goes, stop. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Like, <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm like, uh, really? Really? Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> are, you, are you sure about that? Like, <laughs> that's funny. And so it's just, it's been more of like, I want to, I don't want to say I've been obsessing over it, but like it, like it is my, it is my weekly obsession because I'm trying to figure out like, how can I make myself better? How can I, like, make myself happy? And I think it's just everything's catching up to me. Like, everything that happened. My car. And moving twice in three months. And, you know, just stuff like that. Just trying to figure out, oh, yeah, like, is this burnout? Or am I depressed? Or is there something else going on that I have no idea about? Because trauma. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Literally. So, weekly obsession. Weekly obsession. Chocolate chip pancakes. Crushed pineapple soda. And then psychoanalyzing ourselves. Yep. (laughs) That's, That's a fun combo. I love that. 
Imagine you're just like at a dining room table, chocolate chip pancakes, pineapple soda, and then you're just like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> what's going on? No, what? I can just think, I can see it now. Like, what a combo. No, I can I can literally see it in my brain. Uh, <laughs> me too. That's the one thing I I'm can sitting, do. <laughs> I'm sitting at the table, I'm drinking a soda, and I, I don't know why I would have soda with pancakes, but anyway. We digress. I would, I'm drinking a soda, which is specifically pineapple crush, and I'm... <laughs> Cutting into my pancakes with a shit ton of syrup because I love syrup on my pancakes and come for me. Um, and Reed's sitting there. What do you think about? Trauma. That <laughs> seems like just your description in general, seeing that pan out, that's like vine energy right there. Vine energy. Which, by the way, listen here, you little shits. If you don't know what vine is, get the fuck out of here you are not old enough for this podcast you are not old enough you, you are not to old go enough back to your middle school i'm like then again i say that and i'm literally just thinking like didn't i say at one point i was like oh no internal monologues ready for all ages and yeah, yeah, yeah. but like this i'm like mm. i think with the amount of the f-bombs that have been dropped in this episode it needs to be a pg-13 <laughs> yeah 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 pg-13 for sure um i was like oh yeah no internal monologues open for all ages and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and i was like literally i'm pretty sure i only have like one episode that is not explicit yeah or marked explicit mm -hmm. out of every single fucking one of them do you one. have to mark them explicit when you post them to Sp uh spotify yep that's awesome yeah i aspire to be you morgan yeah <laughs> and like there was this one point too where like i literally had to when i was making my spotify i was solely soundcloud at one point mm -hmm. and then i had to like i went to anchor and i got my account ready and i was able to post all my episodes i downloaded every single one except for the first episode because like it just wasn't going through so i was able to download every single one from soundcloud and then i was able to repost it onto spot onto anchor so there was like this one random day in fucking january i think where i had like 30 episodes ready to go and then it was just like okay here we go like i'm gonna post 30 episodes in one night <laughs> i think i remember that i, I think was, i literally think i was, I was over at the house the at house. your house before you the house that shall not be yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you were like yeah i'm doing all, all of this peace I and think, love <laughs> i think i was seeing theo and grace and you're like yeah i'm doing mm. this and I was like, oh, that's so cool. Which Theo and Grace got awesome. We love Theo and Grace. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm so happy that they got married this summer. Yes. I saw, like, videos of their wedding. It was and, like, beautiful. the one moment where, like, they were talking to Theo and then he choked up, I started crying. Mm -hmm. I was like, was oh, my God. Why beautiful. am I crying? Their, was... their wedding vows were amazing. They're just, they're just gorgeous. Just a gorgeous couple. And, like, I was invited to the wedding and I really wish I could have made it. I really wish I could. Mm -hmm. so, like, shit came up. And I obviously told them, like, hey, shit came up. I wasn't able to make it. But right. I'm so happy for the two of you. Yeah. And, yeah. Yada, yada. they were super understanding and oh my god like yeah they're just really great people i miss they, them they are like when they come back i need one of them to let me know because mm -hmm. like i need to fucking hang out with the both yep. of them again i do yeah I, really do. I miss them a lot and like especially after like everything happened with that house like yeah. i still appreciated how like they came about and of course like we've all had our like issues at some point mm -hmm. but we've come to the point where like we're all mature adults and we work through it yeah exactly <laughs> like, yeah we're adults there it is adults that, handle things in adult ways so like the people in the house that i actually do love and appreciate 
um, and actually do not have any like awkwardness towards is because we're mature adults and we were able to work through it so mm-hmm. we don't have animosity towards each other and we actually love and support each other through every single thing we do so if you're thinking about this and being like oh like you don't talk about this person that way yeah I just blocked them out of their mind because they were not mature and did not talk to me even though I literally offered shut up Morgan anyway <laughs> that's a whole episode of itself <laughs> listen to my Patreon if you want to hear all about that but <laughs> once that's up you will you will know I will be um, a Patreon subscriber oh my god That'd be so sweet. I will be a Patreon subscriber. Period. I'm thinking about having, like, three different tiers. So, like, for, like, the first tier, it's, like, one video episode, like, one Mm -hmm. video bonus episode. Right. The second week, like, like, second tier is, like, two. Third one is, like, three. And then, like, for the third one, it's, like, basically, like, like, you get a whole fucking list of shit. Yeah. Like, with the episode, with the episode 39, like, I'm literally going to be talking about this on Patreon um, and it's going to be, like, listen to episode 39 for the first time since releasing it, mm-hmm. which I still haven't done yet. Right. And then provide updates. So, like, oh, all yeah. the tea. All the fucking tea. Oh, God. That's going to be very chaotic, which I'm like, I know I cannot put this on here. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm like, I literally am not able to talk about this on the show because I literally fucking can't. So, like, Patreon is my place to do it. So, there we are. Um, but yeah, tune in for that. If that gets you excited for that, then yeah. I'm also going to have some, um, collaborations with, like, small businesses and stuff like that. Oh, and possibly, really like, we'll be able to do, like, some collaboration stuff and, like, do some coupon codes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whenever I do have coupon codes on here, like, if you remember, like, the last time I had, like, coupon codes and stuff like that, like, I always say, like, don't forget to get beauty service appointment with Cuthbert McKenna and stuff like that. If I do have any co- coupon codes that are, like from other small businesses or from like other companies besides that go into patreon and you'll get access to literally every single one of them you will be fucking balling on a budget if you are on my patreon seriously like best decision in your life i might be a little biased but best decision <laughs> of your life um so speaking of small business codes small business of the week shall we amazing perfect so our small business of the week is cedar falls brown bottle so, the Brown Bottle is a Cedar Valley icon that is family-owned and thriving more than ever. So, how it started is Dawn and Donna Landau, which Dawn and Donna. That's cute, really cute sweet. Cute little couple name. I love that. Um, so, Dawn and Donna Landau founded and opened up the restaurant back in 1972, oh which makes, gosh. yeah, which makes um, this year Cedar Falls Brown Bottle's 50th anniversary. So, like, when I went there, like, everybody was wearing their, like, t-shirts, and, like, it was a momentous occasion, so, like, on the back, you were able to see, like, Cedar Falls, like, the original Cedar Falls, Cedar Falls Brown Bottle, like, 50th anniversary, all that stuff, and it was, like, 1972 to 2022. Mm-hmm. It was the cutest thing I've ever seen. Um, so, Don and Donna eventually passed down the restaurant to Jim, one of their sons, and his wife, Jody back in 18, like... 18 hello back in 1985 1885 and they have owned the brown bottle in cedar falls ever since so they do have locations in cedar falls and waterloo but specifically i got in touch with cedar falls brown bottle we were able to make this work so um cedar falls brown bottle is an italian american restaurant that serves a traditional italian dishes which some of them are like you know lasagnas we have our spaghettis we have our fettuccine alfredos we have basically like our cannellonis and stuff like cannelloni cannoli cannoli's a dessert yep cannel manicotti <laughs> I was thinking of I was cannellonis. I was thinking of cannellonis. I was thinking of pasta bella, which pasta bella was the first small business shout out I did ever. Wow. And it was what which right? Which I did that one with my dad and that was episode 14. Oh my gosh, you started small business of the week on episode 14? Yeah. 
Yeah. That's a while. And now we're coming up on episode 74 here pretty soon, which oh, would mark so like cool. 60 episodes of this shit, mm-hmm. which holy shit. Anyways, I'm going off on a tangent. So cannellonis and cannolis are available at Pasabella. However, we're talking about Cedar Falls Brown Bottle. They have manicottis, lasagnas, fettuccine alfredo, spaghettis, but they also have their own homemade dishes like pepper bacon pasta. We have rosemary cashew pasta. We have the chili pepper penne pasta. So the Cedar Falls Brown Bottle accommodates to all tastes and preferences whatsoever. Honestly, I might just get takeout from them sometime soon i might my mouth is watering dead ass literally so they also serve really popular summer cocktails um which at the time we were advertising a lot of our summer cocktails like our our ranch water for example um we have um infamous ice cream drinks and stuff like that um whatever else you could think of and then whether i think they're doing a bunch of like fall cocktails right now so i think they got me in on some insight, and I'm pretty sure one of the fall cocktails that they're coming up with is, like, a pumpkin white Russian. I don't like pumpkin. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Which, which, honestly, I have had, like, white Russians before. They're pretty good, but then, like, having white a pumpkin Russians white Russian. White Russians are really good. And then I was able to have, like, a sip of someone's pumpkin white Russian. Obviously, like, I looked on the internet and was like, pumpkin white Russian, what is this amount? And I, like, got a recipe and I tried it. It was really good when I had it. That's so good like, for having, people who like pumpkin. Right. So for people, <laughs> right, exactly. Pumpkin spice lattes, lol. But like with the, um, with like actual like seasoned bartenders like working there and being mm-hmm. able to like figure this out, like, girl, I'm fucking excited. So whether you're looking out for a night on the town or whether you're on a date night, celebrating any special occasions for your friends and family, whatever the occasion might be, the State of Field Brown Bottle has got you covered. So we're, um, they're soon going to be updating the menu. And adding fresh new dishes, desserts, cocktails, appetizers, etc., that will spice uh, spike the attention of the Cedar Valley community. And then there are also some new seasonal dishes that are be- being prepared for co- public assumption and enjoyment. Which now that I've looked at the script, I wrote the script pretty long ago, so now their fall seasonals are ready to go. So as far as I'm concerned, we have a butternut squash ravioli a butternut squash pasta, as well as a lasagna. I've had the pleasure of tasting lasagna, and god damn. <laughs> that bitch is good, right? And yeah, then yeah. And then we also we also have um like the homemade pumpkin bars and stuff like that and girl. Girl, you would not be wasting your time if you went out there, seriously. Once um, again, I wish I liked pumpkin. Right, cuz like I can't, like I'm not going to lie. Okay, this is going to be a hot take, really off topic, but this is really like I got to say it. I'm not a fan of a pumpkin spice latte. I'm not either. The superior fall flavor is apple and cinnamon. Ooh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry for all you pumpkin spice latte people. I have a recipe. I have no more comments. I have a recipe for an apple cider mimosa. Which Travis literally, like, bought, like, true apple cider. And then he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to make apple cider mimosa sometime. Reed and I make apple cider moonshine. Ooh, mm, that's fucking dangerous mm-hmm. and i'm coming over soon so with that <laughs> so with that in mind um going back to this you will not regret coming out to the cedar fall Brown battle and experiencing all that you have to offer for yourself so you can also keep up with their facebook page which is the brown bottle just plain like that um you can also contact them with any inquiries you may have at info at people just stopped at the door and were like just random people? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's why I was like, um, what? Um, you gotta pay for con- <laughs> you gotta No, pay- they just walked by again. Oh, I gotcha. You gotta pay for screen time like that? Um, but- They're looking at the schedule. I feel so awkward. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Like, whatever. 
they there was no reservation put in so whatever um so anyways you can contact them info at the brown com, and then you can come on out to the location at 1111 <laughs> center street cedar falls iowa 50613 and with that as well um now that they're kind of like looking at us and being like oh what the fuck man i'm just gonna no i just gave them the mean eyes and they walked away okay good i was gonna say <laughs> good i was gonna say like if they were gonna keep coming by and doing that i was like i'm gonna take my sweet ass time no i just gave them the mean eyes like what are you doing what do you want i was like do, do you know who i, <laughs> I do pulled, you know who i am i pulled do you know who i am i was like do you want my autograph or something <laughs> do you know who i am do you know who i am oh also before i get into links and socials like that if I ever have that sort of energy whatsoever, and if I actually do use the phrase unironically, punch me in the fucking tit. Seriously, punch me wherever you feel like it's going to hurt the most. Like, I give you full permission to do that ahead of time. Like, dude, I... I feel like the back of the neck would hurt the most. Yep. Yeah, so <laughs> if I have an entitled attitude, if I'm um, exemplifying really toxic or dangerous entitlement ideologies and saying the phrase, like, do you know who I am unironically? Literally punch me in the back of the fucking neck. Do it. <laughs> like, do it. I give you full permission right now. You have cemented consent. Cemented consent to do that. <laughs> so while we while we're at it, I give you also cemented consent to follow on my links and socials. So my official podcast merch collab, we have ScorpioDenim.com. I have a whole like no internal monologue tab and everything. And then we have uh hello English. We have crewnecks, we have t-shirts, we have stickers coming out here pretty soon. Um, but then on top of that, if you're thinking of having like, mm, I don't know, like a mug or maybe like a clock, maybe a phone screen, maybe like some other stickers or maybe like a tapestry, whatever you want. You can also find that on society6.com slash Scorpio Denim. Support us both, please. And thank you. Um, while we're at it, my official podcast Instagram is no internal monologue underscore podcast. My official podcast TikTok is just no internal monologue. It doesn't include just in there. It's at no internal monologue. Um, my podcast Twitter is... Uh, uh, fucking english hello i can't read it's fine <laughs> it's at n-o-i-n-t underscore monologue my personal instagram is k-i-n-d-a underscore m-o-r-g-a-n-n my personal tiktok is m-o-r-g-a-n underscore l-e-i-g-h 99 um which honestly if you look at my tiktok right now i did duet like some sort of video and i'm pretty sure i'm like going somewhat viral because like as soon as i posted that tiktok last night like fucking 15 people followed me hell yeah and i've gotten like thousands of views on that i'm like what the fuck yep i was like is this what i'm gonna get fucking famous for i swear to god that is but... what i need in my life right now i need <laughs> to get famous so i don't have to work anymore but i probably still would work <laughs> i'd get so bored i need to get famous so then i don't have to work for corporate america anymore please and thank you <laughs> um so while we're at it as well my spotify playlist what can morgan us up listening to i uh, will have the link down below as well as my spotify page my apple podcast page my soundcloud page and all that good jazz and while we're at it and um i will just share my personal instagram my personal tiktok i'm not gonna share my small business because you have to go and listen to morgan's episode with my small business in it to find out what my small business is thank um, thank you for the self plug <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the plug i appreciate it <laughs> um so my tiktok is hammy sammy 56 and that's h-a-m-m-y s-a-m-m-y 56 just Hell the yeah. number five six Hell and then yeah. my instagram is h-a-n-n-b-o-e-c-k-e-r with one underscore and that would be han boker not han becker right hand <laughs> bulker 
Which honestly, again, if you want to like go in the DMs and like fight them about like how to pronounce fucking soda or pop or whatever the fuck, then I think you said earlier, like if you want to find me on this, DM me on Instagram. Just DM me. Just DM <laughs> so, me. I'll have a good conversation with you. There you go. I'll That's have a source. good, respectful conversation with you, but I will give you the facts. Right. And there's your source. <laughs> um, while we're at it, thank you for listening. An hour and 34 minutes into this, I appreciate it a lot. Hell yeah. Um, hell yeah, yeah brother. Have some editing to do. Hell yeah, brother. While <laughs> we're at yeah, it. brother. <laughs> yeah. While we're, while we're at it, don't forget to book his beauty service appointment with Cosmo by Kenna. Tell her Morgan from No Internal Monologue sent you her way. You'll get a 10% off referral discount if you do from the best cosmetologist brown. And she actually just got married recently. Oh, that's so exciting. Congratulations, McKenna. That's really exciting. Congrats, McKenna. Absolutely. We're so proud. And congratulations to your husband as well. I don't want to say his name just in case you don't want me to say his name. But congratulations to you and your husband. I'm so proud. That's exciting. Um, so while we're at it, um, any any last words? <laughs> I was giving the microphone a kiss as she said that. <laughs> <laughs> any last words? You just hear, mwah. <laughs> I'm uh, like, no. Mm. I'm just, I'm really excited to be back on the podcast for this episode and i really hope that you feel inclined to invite me back again um oh my god please (laughs) honestly at some point invite yourself the college is going to kill me (laughs) i keep touching the microphone and making noises and i worked on a tech crew for three years i know how to handle microphones oh my boss would be so mad at me um no i'm just really excited i'm really excited to be back in the area and i'm really excited to be a guest on the podcast again um i love no internal monologue and i love morgan she's one of my very very dear friends and please um, continue (laughs) say more please (laughs) and also if now that people have my social please don't blow up my dms but like obviously if you really are at your wits end for any mental health needs please don't feel anxious to dm me and ask for like a link for anything i would love to help you if that is the only help that you feel comfortable reaching out to um but yeah which disclaimer right away hannah's not a licensed therapist oh fuck no i'm not a licensed therapist and it is not okay to trauma dump on anybody without anybody's permission whatsoever that is not okay to do however if you need resources i do have resources i cannot give you therapy I won't give you therapy. There you go. I won't let you trauma dump on me either, I'll tell you. And I'll be like, I'm, I can't do this for you. I can give you resources. And that's all. Right. And then if you do want a trauma dump, that's what therapy is for. That is literally what a therapist is for. Get therapy. And then you can get actually like a good way to go about it so then you don't feel like shit again. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, with that, I think we're about wrapping up so i will see you next time and with that toodaloo you fucking buggerounds <laughs> <laughs>